0: Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Everyone who was old enough at the time remembers where he or she was when President John F. Kennedy was shot and killed. The assassination devastated the nation. But the day before the shooting was just a normal day. It was particularly calm and uneventful for the gunman, Lee Harvey Oswald. It was November 21, 1963, Dallas, dusk. Oswald shows up at a quiet suburban home where his estranged wife, Marina, is staying. It's Thursday, which makes his visit a surprise. Marina only wanted to see him on weekends. The marriage was troubled. The couple would fight, then make up, fight, then make up. But on this night, the night before he killed Kennedy, there is a certain calmness to him. He doesn't argue with Marina who has just given birth to their second child. He is more playful than he has ever been with their two-year-old daughter, Junie, trying to catch butterflies and falling oak wings out in the yard. As Norman Mailer put it in his biography of Oswald, that evening, as the twilight deepened, it was still warm enough in Texas in November to fool around outside. One can have a sense of final moments, the last time we catch oak wings together. Everyone sits down for dinner. Of course, nobody in the kitchen knows what Oswald had planned for the next day, but Marina certainly knows what her husband was capable of. She knows Oswald kept a rifle rolled up in a blanket out in the garage, and she knew who and what her husband despised. After dinner, Oswald puts Junie to bed. Then he returns to the kitchen, asking Marina if she needs help with the dishes. All of this is so out of character for this guy. But Marina suspects nothing. In passing, Oswald tells Marina he won't be back that weekend. He would stay downtown, where he had a new job at the Texas School Book Depository overlooking Dealey Plaza. Marina asks why. He replies, it's too often. I was here today. She keeps doing the dishes, thinking nothing of it. He goes to the garage, the garage where the gun is, then to bed early. But Marina notices he's just laying there, not sleeping at all. Finally, he gets up. Without her noticing, he slips off his wedding ring and leaves it in a cup. He does not kiss her goodbye. Kennedy's plane lands at Love Field a couple hours later. By then, Oswald is at the book depository, but not for work. Marina and her landlord have the TV on, dipping in and out of the coverage of Kennedy's visit. Around 12:30 p.m. the first bulletin comes in. The president has been shot. From where? The school book depository. Marina hears that. It rings a bell. She goes to the garage. What does she see? The blanket that held Oswald's rifle still rolled up. She is relieved. Then police begin pounding on the front door. They are looking for Oswald. No warrant. They are highly agitated and highly serious. They ask whether Oswald owned a gun. Marina points to the garage, showing officers to the blanket roll. An officer picks it up. It instantly folds. There is nothing inside to keep it straight. The rifle isn't there. Kennedy is dead. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.